Are you an entrepreneur, a designer, a developer? Never before has it been easier to get your new venture off the ground. Whether you're just getting started or have already begun your journey, you've come to the right place. In each episode, we will dive into a new challenge, breaking it down into simple digestible terms. I am Thanasis. And I'm Dimitris. And you're listening to Listenership Repeat. This is episode number two. So what's up, uh, Dimitri? Uh, n- nothing much. Uh, just been uh, working on my stuff. Uh, we have uh, we're quite busy uh, at the startup I'm working at, um, trying to get um, a new way of doing stuff out there to our customers. Um, so we're pretty busy on that, working late. Uh, been also been blogging too. Um, I just wrote something a medium post on uh, Scrum. I'm mentioning that because I think it's relevant to the uh, the podcast and what we're discussing today. So maybe I'll add that to the show notes. So uh, what what are we discussing today? What we're discussing, well, what have you been up to? And then we'll <laughs> mention what we're discussing. No, yeah, because I'll tell it because it's uh, relevant to the blog post you read about Scrum. That's why. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Setting up uh, your project management. Yeah, that that uh, relates a lot to the blog post you did, isn't that right? Yes, it's about Scrum, and the way I approached it was uh, what I hope to achieve by this is being able to say, take this blog post, and it's a great starting point, and hopefully you can start implementing Scrum soon, and also uh, have it as a launch point for you to get deeper into the methodology. But from what I, uh, the feedback and people have been commenting on that, and um, I think it's a pretty good starting point, even for a novice on uh, methodologies. Awesome, awesome. So um, on my end, I've been uh, mostly chilling lately. Uh, for the first time after a long time, I've uh, had some uh, dead time, some of my contracts ended, and... Uh, Right now, I'm enjoying the free time before I get on to my next project. Sounds good. So, life is, life is good. <laughs> I wish I had some free time. Anything uh, of interest? I know you do a lot of side projects. Yeah, well, uh, we are kicking off uh, David. David is uh, an annual conference we do um, for web developers. Uh, so, we launched our early blind bear tickets before announcing any speakers and they sold out pretty fast so everything good there i always wait i mean you've done it twice so far i always wait for the latest tickets so i can uh, support it uh, a bit more like the final batch the expensive ones <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great you can buy them now today if you know. <laughs> okay cool so today we're talking about uh, setting up your project management and this is uh, setting up in the early stages. So again, you have an idea, you're starting out, you have uh, your first uh, developer or you are a developer yourself. In that case, you're going to have to self-discipline, I guess. So we're going to talk about uh, how to set it up, how to set up your operations, your procedures. And uh, Dimitri, why don't you start? Okay, uh, let's look at 
uh, why uh, you should uh, project manage. Now, um, we will be uh, making a, some special focus about you as a co-founder and your first developer. I think, though, it'll be important to uh, take project and product management seriously, at least at the point where there's several people working on your product. Um, it's important to be able to um, keep your deadlines, uh, have some sort of uh, arbitration between team members if uh, they are disagreeing, dispute resolution. resolution. Uh, a lot of developers tend to, and that's perfectly normal, and I do it all the time, be stuck in their own microcosm. Uh, a project manager will be able to have a, a bird's eye view of uh, uh, the product. Um, they'll be able to um, look at the market, look at the competition, be able to move the project forward, the product forward, coming up with new stuff, new features, uh, identify uh, product flaws, and last but not least, uh, and totally optional, establish uh, discipline within the team. Discipline, yeah. And that's, that is why it's very important to start building your product, your product management uh, procedures from day one. And by day one, I mean the day that you decide that you make the decision that the venture that you're entering in is going to be the venture that you're coming out of. And that means that you're building out for the next 10 years. All right. So any piece of gravel that you put into the ground is going to be the foundation onto which your empire is going to be built. And procedures, product management procedures, project management procedures are exactly that, are the foundations of how your business, your company will operate. And uh, furthermore, it also dictates culture. And uh, that is why it is very important to try to get it right from the start. You're not going to do that, but at the very least, there needs to be a procedure in place so everybody knows where they're going and some kind of um, uh, you know routine is created and everybody knows how everybody else is going to operate in a well-defined environment. Otherwise, it's just chaos. Cool. Uh, we look at the planning stage and uh, planning means planning ahead, whether that's on the super short term for today, midterm, or long term. So when you're planning, uh, one thing is important to get right, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, and that's a product vision or vision in general. And what does that mean? Uh, you can look at vision as the overarching goal that you want to uh, reach, uh, whether what your product wants to contribute to the world, uh, to your customers. Your long-term goal, and of course, it's important to communicate that with your team. Um, vision helps you guide uh, your product to where you want to take it. And uh, the more your team knows that, uh, the more transparent you are in communicating that, the better your end result. And you need to have a plan. Um, you need to have a plan and that plan has to be formed out of whatever method, you know, like a Lean Startup, some kind of um, 
verification that uh, your business idea is working, some validation, some first customers, from whatever path you come, you do need to have a plan. And that plan doesn't mean that it's going to be implemented in full, but you need to at least know your next uh, two or three steps. Now, when you're starting out, you're, when you are at zero, and uh, that is more the case when you need a plan in order to reach to your MVP, okay, the minimum viable product. And you need to have a crystal clear idea of where you're going when you're starting your journey, or otherwise you drift away. And this is very important. It's so much important that you need to write it down on a piece of paper and stick it next to your office so you know where you started and where you're going. And at any point in time, you may change course, but that paper needs to be there and it needs to reflect the latest and the uh, updatest <laughs> of uh, the path that you choose to take. So in essence, you need to establish a roadmap. And on the same time, you, of course, everybody knows that they need to be ready to throw out that roadmap. But uh, knowing where you need to uh, lead the team next produces uh, so much uh, better collaboration between the, the team, even if it's just one person, because it gives them the horizon to think for the problems in a bigger picture that you give them, right? So that is compared to not knowing where we go and deciding on a daily basis, even in a weekly basis, what would be the next feature. And, you know, we see that on next website and we say, oh, that's nice. Let's do it. We see another thing on another website. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's very cool. Let's do that as well. And that's the point where you start to drift away, uh, lose course and not being focused to what you do. Now, we talked about, uh, you know, throwing out your roadmap. There are those cases where that you are not 100% sure. And of course, you can never be. But... I'm talking about those kind of times where you have a lot of uncertainty. You're not exactly if the path you've taken is the right one. It still hasn't uh, shown any results, neither negative nor positive. So when you find yourself in these kinds of situation, the best advice I can give is stay the course. So stay on your original plan, stay on your gut, on your uh, intuition, on whatever you have uh, validated through your uh, market research and talking with uh, possibly uh, interested customers and the answer will eventually come to you so what i'm trying to say here is change the course only when you're sure where you're going that's yeah <laughs> in addition to staying the course building a roadmap uh, presumably uh, tasks that make up uh, your roadmap over um, uh, the, the long term or the midterm. There's a couple of other things that uh, you have to take into account uh, while planning. First and foremost is identifying risks. And in the planning context, identifying risks is um, what will you be spending a lot of time on and is it worth it and will there be payoff or is it something that would proved to be unnecessary and time was wasted while building it. 
Um, also looking at single points of failure and uh, bottlenecks uh, is uh, rather important. Um, and also roadblocks uh, or blocking uh, issues or tasks uh, in this case. A uh, specific case for that would be, uh, and that arises quite often as a matter of fact, and uh, maybe on a daily basis, but maybe not, but you definitely see it, uh, blocking issues between team members. Uh, there might be a lot of dependencies, people waiting for a task of one member to finish before they can begin with uh, their own task. So please take that uh, into account while uh, you're making your plans. So you might have other projects while you're waiting. Maybe you're waiting for uh, data or an API endpoint. Maybe you can learn to work with test data, fixtures, You'll see that that was a very specific example that I gave, but you get the picture. And um, something that I'm just going to breeze through, but uh, troublemakers in your project planning. Uh, rule of thumb, if things start to become a little bit toxic, it's decision time about uh, who to keep on board. Uh, so keep that in mind. So, you know, the, the whole theme here is to have a plan. And... Uh since you mentioned bottlenecks, uh, bottlenecks can come can only be visible if you plan ahead. And to give them, you know, a more material substance as to what a bottleneck might be, a bottleneck can easily be like a design you're waiting, and the designer is a contractor, so you cannot really guarantee their delivery time, or um, special infrastructure is required because you do, you know, extensive processing in the background and those kinds of things always, uh, you know, trick up uh, delays in the planning. But for you to be able to, vis to view all of those pitfalls and uh, bottlenecks, you do need to have a plan and uh, you need to stay focused on that plan, on that roadmap. Yet, at the same time, you also need to be flexible and, you know, like it, <laughs> the name of our podcast is a startup mind right itself, right? It's uh, listen to your customers, ship your code, ship your deliverables and repeat, listen, ship, repeat. That's, <laughs> that's what we are about. So um, let's try to go fast through the available methodologies today. And the first and foremost is to apply common sense. Now, of course, common sense might be uh, different between people, but try to establish some procedure, whatever that is. Okay, so it's day one at your office, you and the developer. You need to establish some form of communication. And that is some type of uh, formal communication in, in the form of a procedure. And that is... Uh, very important so both sides both you as the founder and the developer know what to expect from each other and you can have um, you know weekly plannings bi-weekly plannings monthly plannings and then you can see um, what actually happened did we finish earlier i don't think so did we finish later which is most mostly the case and then you can start observe and better calibrate and uh, fine-tune your project management um, operation so as to be 
even better as time passes at predicting how and when the code base, the you know, the deliverables will be actually delivered. So what's next, Dimitri? <laughs> so it, it'll be worthwhile mentioning at this stage a couple of uh, formal processes. And um, because at some point, uh, if you're fortunate enough to grow your team size, get a lot of people, you will have to become, uh, you will have to start looking at a, some, a formal way of delivering and shipping your product. So I'm just going to go through uh, some uh, methodologies that I've uh, cherry-picked, and it's by no means uh, limited to that. So the first is uh, Agile. You've probably heard of that. Uh, Agile isn't a specific uh, way of building uh, software or products, but rather a, uh, a set of uh, principles that you can apply. Um, and there's a lot of uh, uh, subsets of Agile. The most um, uh, well-known or the one that you can characterize as uh, quite popular today is Scrum. A little about Scrum in a second. Uh, and the important thing about Agile is that it allows you to... Uh, the key word is iterate, iterate, iterate. You'll be able to uh, look at uh, Scrum later on. Uh, Scrum is... Um, a formal way of building uh, a software. It has uh, specific roles assigned to people and uh, specific uh, meetings uh, between team members at specific dates and specific delivery times. And uh, at the end of uh, a given uh, time period, which is called a sprint. In order to uh, be focused on the way you'll be building your product by using any of these. Uh, there's some great software tools out there. Uh, Jira by Atlassian is, is well known. Um, Trello is also well known, and that could be used uh, in the Kanban way of building stuff. And if you have a look, if you ever looked at Trello, which you probably have or seen similar stuff, it's a, a board, and uh, each board has columns. And on each column, you have tiny stickers. And each sticker or card is the task at hand. And uh, in Scrum, it's a bit more involved. You have stuff like uh, stuff that's in progress. Sorry, your product backlog, which is the stuff that you want to build uh, non-committally in the future. Items that are in your current sprint, that's stuff that you want to build now at the end of the current time period. In progress and done, for example. Um, Kanban is a bit less uh, involved in that. You basically have uh, in-progress and done items and perhaps some sort of idea pool uh, from where you um, pick items to be worked on. Other stuff, uh, software package that you can use uh, is Geekbot, which is uh, a great tool you can use on Slack and that will help you with your daily stand-ups if you choose so to do Scrum. And uh, I mentioned Trello. It's also worthwhile mentioning that I think GitHub uh, have their own, this is going to sound a little cynical, uh, Trello. They've made something quite similar. So if you're using GitHub for your issues and your, and your source, uh, there's another incentive for you to uh, use their own um, uh, package. Honorable mention, 
waterfall. Uh, I always like to say that if you don't know uh, what methodology you're using, you're probably using waterfall. Your uh, projects or items or tasks are in sequence. And when one of them finishes, the next one begins or towards the end. So your requirements, then your design, then your implementation, then your testing or your maintenance. Uh, one last thing, you mentioned common sense uh, a bit earlier. A nice tool to get you started with uh, will be Basecamp. Uh, it's a, a lot of people call it a to-do list, but it's, it's an excellent to-do list. Great tool to get you started. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, be rest assured that we are going to dedicate a whole episode on the methodologies and what we work on and what we've seen in the industry. One thing to take note here uh, about the the whole project management procedures is like with every procedure that you put uh, in place, you create an administrative overhead and uh, you need, the smaller you are, the less overhead you have to have. And, you know, that, that is especially important so as to retain your flexibility and your velocity. Because let, let's uh, put it in a more simple terms, the more paperwork you got to do, the less time you have to do your job, you know, the, the actual programming. So to that end, fully adopting methodologies and all their procedures and having very strict procedures in place is something for a later stage company because methodologies pay dividends as the teams scale at very small numbers like uh, three or less people um, it's good to have a basic structure in place but uh, at the same time you need to retain your flexibility and velocity so uh, feel free to break any rules you deem uh, necessary as long as they make uh, common sense <laughs> let's say now it's all been great so far but what's important what, what's the glue that holds not just products together like ev- everything together um, communication and the, the accompanying feedback loop of uh, said communication so you started working maybe you went with a common sense approach that's great so you have all these team members now. And the only way, way to make this work perfectly or great or adequately is uh, by communicating. And uh, one of the my favorites is, and uh, I do this a lot, uh, I do this on my full-time project, I do this on a couple of uh, uh, part-time projects, remote ones I'm involved with, is the daily meeting, the daily stand-up um, Time boxed, tiny meeting, make sure everybody that is involved is present. And it's uh, where you discuss uh, your progress. Now, uh, I'll be careful not to call it a status update. I'll be calling it more like uh, a progress report in order to uh, facilitate transparency in my team, uh, make sure everybody's on the same page, and make sure that the people that depend on me, in the case of a blocking issue, for example, or something that might become a blocking issue, 
will be able to communicate it of when uh, I think uh, I'll be able to deliver. So you can mention what you did yesterday, what you'd be doing today, what you'd be doing in the short term, and identifying blocking issues. And then at that point, you can mix and match and say, okay, uh, that's what I'll be working on today because there's a blocking issue. Or great, there was a blocking issue yesterday, so I can start working on that now. And other pain points too. Uh, so in summary, what I did yesterday, what I'll be doing today, and what kind of blocking issues were in my way, and who can help me. Uh, and that'll help you identify changes early, and uh, you repeat that process every day, and uh, hopefully uh, you might get a smooth uh, project managing management experience. Uh, blocking issues aren't the end of the world, by the way. They will happen. The important thing is to be able to identify them early enough so they don't become, uh, they don't continue existing over time. Get them out of the way uh, as soon as possible. And uh, if you work in the same area or the same office, you can all gather around and have your stand up around the water cooler or your coffee machine. You can do them with Slack, the uber popular chat client uh, that's available now, or even by via Skype uh, as a conference call. And when you have these meetings, don't be afraid to uh, talk about irrelevant stuff. I also find it's nice to uh, catch up with the team on uh, uh, not just the actual work level. Right. And since you are a startup and you're trying to find your product market fit, in terms of communication and feedback loop, there's nothing more important that, uh, than staying in touch with your customers and listening to your customers. You need to make that a process and you need to engage your whole team into that process. So depending on your particular scenario, for instance, if you're a consumer application, the process of listening to your customers is um, going really deep on metrics and winding everyone up towards that extent. So for whatever action you do, there should be a correlation, there should be a metric that measures its effectiveness. You know, do the users like it? Do the users don't like it? Has it changed anything at all? An index or not? In the case of uh, B2B businesses, SaaS applications, then uh, pick up the phone, uh, start emailing, talk to your customers directly, one-to-one. And out of those conversations, uh, you're going to understand uh, what they need and what direction you should take. And the way you involve your team into that, especially in the early stages where everything uh, hasn't still taken shape, is by actually putting them in front of customers. Uh, make your developers do support. It's not that much at the beginning. Um, you know, have your marketing guy do sales. And uh, in that way, make sure that everybody gets some battle, battle time with their customers, right? So uh, it's not actually battle, it's uh, speak time. But uh, to the mind of a developer talking with a customer, that's the worst thing that you can do to them. So it's a kind of battle. <laughs> it is. And you will be doing support in the beginning or, or beyond. But until you get somebody... I think that applies to every role. Until you get formal people filling up those roles, everybody has to wear a different hat in a startup. Right, but I'm saying that you should do it on purpose rather than by accident. Yeah, yes. 
and you have to love every second of it. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned before about the team. Um, I, I'd like to mention team spirit, and that kind of ties in with the company culture too. Uh, you mentioned keeping people involved. Uh, in addition to that, uh, always try to treat your team well. Always thank them. Um, actively pursue suggestions from your team if you're in the uh, product project management role. Um, you have the bird's eye view of the product and you have the customer input and you're, you're also very valuable input from the people that are actually working on this. Um, not everything has to be accepted and some of the stuff um, would be rejected. Uh, I, I find it nice that uh, I accept or reject stuff a bit later, not straight off the bat. Uh, and always uh, solicit in initiative from your team members. Always encouraging them to come up with their own ideas, uh, especially uh, tech ideas. And because uh, we're staying focused, but as you mentioned before, as we've mentioned a few times uh, today, it's not the, uh, you know, you can course correct. You might find these great ideas that be able to come in. So your team, you need to actually solicit uh, initiative at and to that extent, you need to um, not isolate team members. It's often the case when um, at the very early stages with the three or four people, the founder neglects to give uh, speak time to some of their developers because naturally a developer is an introvert and they won't come out on themselves. It's uh, your job as a founder to go out and talk to them, to open them up listen to their ideas because at the end of the day let's face it the developers had been working at another company they did have some kind of procedure there the developers are trained to that procedure so it's more likely the case that they're going to have more ideas than you as to how things should be run and operated and uh, you need to have an ear for that now let me make my closing remarks which is exactly the same thing that I said before don't fall into the micromanagement trap you can very easily get caught into the process at the very early stages uh, you know not knowing exactly what to do you decide to do all of them and that will add up so much overhead so much administrative overhead and cost to your company that uh, you're not going to be productive you're not going to be efficient you won't be able to deliver in time. And uh, staying focused, I believe, is uh, one of the most important things that you always need to keep in mind. And I found myself so many times having conversations where we went uh, totally adrift all the while. The founder believed that that was actually what uh, being focused was about when um, that wasn't actually the case uh, as proven by the market and uh, the feedback uh, we got from the customers. So don't, don't really, you know, don't go towards that very attractive light that you see on Facebook, that you see on Instagram, the latest thing that they did on Twitter, because you really cannot compare with those companies. You really need to make very, very small, tiny iterative steps thousands of them in order to get out on the other end. Nice. So 
I think we've covered the importance of project management. You need to project manage even at the smallest size possible, but you definitely have to adopt some formal procedure as you grow, 100%. Your goals are always will be to uh, ship great stuff to your customers that customers would love. Make sure that your team does everything uh, in order to achieve that while they have fun and communicate at the same time. And it's your responsibility to be able to uh, plan uh, ahead and communicate your planning and your product vision uh, to your team as often as possible. That way, great product and your customers love it and uh, you're having fun in your operation of the process during the, uh, during the process. Awesome. So that's all from us today. Send us your questions by calling us on 866-370-5050 or email us at hello at listenshiprepeat.com. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Listenship Repeat and visit our website at listenshiprepeat.com. Thank you for listening. See you next time.